0: gas, no break. We're gonna be a special team, baby. We're going for the Super Bowl. Yes sir. Let's go, man! Free agency just around the corner, and we're here to break it all down. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Jetsway podcast. Full, full crew in the house again, Jake, Sean, Lorenzo. And then back for the highly anticipated mock off-season episode is our good buddy, Patrick Smoochie Wallace, a.k.a. a.k.a. Kwood's number two nemesis, because we all know we all know who number one is, but there, oh, there's always God. a number two nemesis out there, and this is the guy right here. So, Pat, welcome back to the What's Jetsway Podcast.
1: What's up, boys? Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, shout out my boy Kaywood. I
0: hate you. <laughs> we'll never cancel Kaywood. <laughs> few have few you have should. tried. Many have tried, rather, and and few have conquered. We can't cancel him. Shout out to Kaywood. All right, guys. So, we did this last year, approximately 365 days ago, the mock off season. And just for the listeners that didn't tune in last year, let me break it all down for everybody real quick. We have cuts on the current roster. Who the Jets will be bringing back? Who they'll be letting go? Who they'll be uh, bringing in from other teams to their franchise, as well as a seven-round or, in our case, five-round. Mock draft. Obviously, we will spend more time on the first round or two. Day three, it's like throwing darts. We, we we don't know who the Jets are taking, and we don't even know who's going to be there on day three. It's just this, this right here is in March, and the draft is obviously a month away. A lot of time. So, guys, let's have at it. Who wants to go first? Who is catching the scissors before we get things going next week?
2: I will oh – Who's, who's starting off?
0: Wow, wow. Lorenzo, I like this. <laughs>
2: I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm getting jittery. Uh I, I, I only
0: have
2: two I only have two cuts uh on this current roster. So we're gonna go with Greg Van Roten. Um he's owed about three point five. That'll be saving about three point five million, and then Ryan Griffin, which will save about three point two million. So those are my two cuts.
3: Yeah, well those uh, were also my two cuts. I went back and forth.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had those two guys and then um also, Cam Clark, who unfortunately is retiring, so it's not really a cut, but really, those are the those are the uh, the guys
0: That's great. I have those two as well. Money's not really an object for me. I just don't want them on this football team anymore. <laughs> I actually contemplated cutting Ty Johnson as well because he's another one where it's like uh, maybe so I, I guess we'll have to wait till training camp, but uh a little bit of a surprise here. I have the jets cutting. Connor McGovern I think the arrow is pointing that way from all accounts our good buddies over at U Stadium shout out to them doing great work as always reporting that the Jets would like to get a little bit tougher on the offensive line and the front office wasn't necessarily too happy about letting guys have field day on Zach Wilson particularly earlier in the season and McGovern was obviously a culprit of that I get it he graded out pretty well in terms of being a, a pro football focus well but the eye test for most of the year didn't cut it for me just did not cut it and I think there are ways for the Jets to get better everybody knows I love the kid from Iowa out of the draft Tyler Linderbaum we'll see if we have him tonight if not maybe we have somebody else but there are better options out there and the Jets will save about nine million dollars cutting Connor McGovern I think this is a fairly easy decision you don't have to cut him right away you can wait to see what happens in free agency but he's gone for me what's everybody's thoughts about that
1: I love it um I kind of just didn't go that route because you never know with the draft. It's kind of a crapshoot. And I didn't know if I really wanted to go center in the draft with those picks. Um, but I do like the idea. I know there's some free agents that they were linked to, some tough dudes that uh, I would love to see rip a Patriots player's head off after a late hit.
3: <laughs> and You're probably re- uh, replacing him with someone good and solid, so. I don't mind the move.
2: Yeah, for me, like I contemplated this. Um, I didn't know we could wait and see and then cut him. Um, but I do like one particular guy in free agency that I would cut, um, that would I that I would cut him for. So we'll we'll I guess we'll touch on on, on that
0: later on. Good deal, everybody. And now on to the next phase of this free agency period and who is coming back and the elephant in the room here. Is Braxton Berrios the guy we've talked about all off season? So I guess we can just start it off with him, and then get on to some of the minor guys. Because other than Braxton Berrios, there isn't necessarily a big free agent on this Jets roster. So we'll just go around the room here. Who thinks Braxton Berrios will be back on this roster next season? I hope he is.
1: Um, I have the Jets bringing him back for three years, eighteen million at six million a year. I think and that's
0: not coming fair. back at that price.
1: I mean, where no is he going to get
0: more than that? <laughs> At New England. And Buffalo, too. Now that Cole Beasley's supposedly seeking a trade. Can you imagine that? Him yeah. playing for Josh Allen? That would suck.
2: Yeah, I think for me, like I really want Braxton Berrios back, but going through this, this mock offseason and, and kind of figuring out the contract details, um, he's probably looking for about eight to $9 million a year. Um, and I think... We can use that money to sign a bigger free agency. I mean, bigger wide receiver, excuse me, and then sort of draft a replacement um, in 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 the draft.
3: So in the, in my in my mock season, I uh, I did bring him back for three years, twenty million. Now maybe that doesn't get it done, but I'm not I'm not willing to go into the nine million
0: range to bring him back. Let me tell you guys right now about Braxton Barrios. I don't have him coming back. I don't think he's coming back. I did a lot of this based off of what I think not what I would do if that makes sense so maybe I'm just a little indifferent here when we talk about this but I just think that the money will be similar to what the Jets are offering him as opposed to a team like Buffalo where I think Braxton Berrios will probably end up to be completely honest with you playing with Josh Allen I think the money will be similar and Braxton Berrios will see a better situation with a team like Buffalo a team like New England if you look beyond the Jets there could be I mean, Kansas City, the opportunities are endless with better quarterbacks at this point than Zach Wilson and better teams than the Jets. So that's why I think he will probably price himself out or maybe take a similar deal to join a better situation.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like, I think for the Jets, if we're looking, if all if all goes well, he's probably our fourth fourth wide receiver. Um, and I definitely think he probably wants a starting slot wide receiver position, and and we're not necessarily giving him that. Good point also.
0: So, anyway, moving on, the Jets also have other free agent players on their team. Who exactly are we bringing back amongst the crop? We're not talking about the 50th, 51st, 53rd man guy on the team. It's just not happening. So, of the major free agents, who are we talking and what type of contract are we looking at here?
1: Uh, I brought back LDT play right guard or compete for a right guard spot I brought him back on a one year uh, 4.5 million and then I also brought back uh joiner on the one year 3 million which is the same contract we gave him last year give him another shot see if he can stay healthy this
2: for me um I am bringing back Tevin Coleman for one year 1.1 million dollars um I think he honestly he played pretty well last year when he was healthy um i think he, he's a, a good depth piece in this running back room uh, i'm also bringing back morgan moses um probably the same similar contract he had last year about five million dollars um and then i'm also bringing back eddie pinero um, because lord knows you need a kicker
3: i brought back lt ldt as well when you're four million and i brought back eddie pinero need some competition for the kicker room and we need a better kicker, to be honest. I and mean, we've been saying that forever.
0: I have the same names as all of you guys. To add a name to that, Joe Flacco, I think, we will be back. The Jets are apparently in talks with him, according to ESPN's Rich Cimini. Uh, in terms of Tevin Coleman, you guys didn't have him. I agree with you, Lo. I think Tevin Coleman showed that he still had a lot of burst in his legs. We know that the issue with Tevin Coleman has always been durability. But in terms of being that change of pace running back from Michael Carter – I also expect the Jets to look for a running back in the draft. If you have a running back room of Michael Carter, a good rookie, Tevin Coleman, and then maybe Austin Walter, uh, Lord, maybe Ty Johnson, I don't know. But I I would say that is a pretty solid room going into next season behind a very good offensive line, which should be improved from last year, which was a good offensive line last year. So I definitely agree with all you guys. And, yeah, Pinero's a great shout. I think Pinheiro might be our kicker heading into next season. I'm not too – uh, in tune with these rookie kickers, but we have to find one, in my opinion. I think the draft might be the better option for us and not a Matt Amendola undrafted free agent. I think the Jets might have to actually start looking into drafting a kicker, maybe trade for like a sixth-round pick or something like that or trade back in one of the rounds to get another day three pick to secure your kicker. I think that would be a smart move and have that battle going into going into training camp.
1: Yeah, I would definitely want Pinero back uh, or – I also had it down whoever the Colts let go at that kicker spot. Uh, one of those two guys, I think, good would shout. be a good, good spot.
0: All right. And onto the meat and potatoes here at free agency. Obviously, that stuff is important, but we don't really care about that. That stuff is great, but onto who exactly is going to be on this football team. And just backtracking a little bit, Lamarcus Joyner is not coming back to this football team. I just, I, that kind of like <laughs> went over my head. It, that ain't happening. Goodbye. Uh, guys, who wants to start us off here? Some names, some contracts. Who's going first?
2: Go ahead, Pat. All
0: right. Uh, well, we'll
1: start off with the big fish. Uh, we went with Amari Cooper. I think he's going to get cut. Uh, we got him at four years, $65 million. Um, I think he's a good fit for the offense. We need guys that get open. We need guys in the red zone. He scores a lot of touchdowns. He's good in when the field's short like that. Um, And then I also went with Tyler Conklin. I went three years, 12 million. I think he's pretty underrated. Um, And I also think it's a good time for him to come out as a free agent because I think teams are kind of unsure on him as he kind of got thrown into the fire with the uh, Herb Smith going down. Uh, And then at the safety position, we went with Justin Reed. I know he's a favorite of this podcast. We went with him at three years, $21 million. Um, He's such a young guy to come out and get a second contract already, so I think that's a good good pickup for them. And then I know you guys were talking about Tevin Coleman, but I went with a, a different approach. I think I, we need more of a change from uh, Michael Carter, different body type. So I went with uh, Jake Simone's favorite running back, Rashad Penny. Uh, two years, nine million. Fantasy
0: God for me last year. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think he's a. I think he's a bigger. He's a little bit of a bigger back, so I think he would really compliment Michael Carter well. And uh, yeah, it's, those are the guys I got down. I mean, I'm not going to go into like all backups and stuff, but uh,
0: to me, I like all those names. Uh, I think Penny will probably be back on the Seattle Seahawks. To be completely honest, with you. I you think a little bit more of a direct opportunity to start? Lord knows what the Seahawks are doing, though, nowadays, so I'm not necessarily too keen on that. Conklin's interesting. That's a guy that I think probably goes to a better team than the Jets, to be quite honest with you. I don't think he's necessarily chasing a paycheck. But the rest of the guys, I I don't have much of a problem with that. The only kind of uh, feedback I would give you here is, I think Amari Cooper at $65 million is not happening. I think they're going to have to pay more if they want Amari Cooper services. What do you guys think?
1: i mean i'm not yeah, i'm saying? not an expert when it comes to contracts so that's uh, just what i had down but
2: no i i definitely i definitely agree um i can go into my free agent signing so i i had amari cooper um uh, more of a sh- shorter deal um but more more money um per year so i had two years 21 on million per um and then next i had james daniels um offensive guard four years nine and a half million um, and then safety, I have Terrell Edmonds, three years, seven, seven million, pretty good in coverage. Um, solid tacklers, 25 years old. So definitely, definitely a, a guy that Joe Douglas would give a a contract to. Um, and then this one, I don't, I'm not necessarily sure or even think this is a possibility, but Rasul Douglas, um, two years, eight million um, per. So, so those are my four probably top free agent signings.
0: I like Rasul Douglas. I don't know if I brought him up here or in a conversation with somebody, but he has the Douglas connection from Philly as well. Obviously, Douglas being on that staff that brought in Rasul Douglas, and he kind of fits that Seattle cover three type of style that is obviously now with Jeff Albrook and Robert Sala in New York. I like that. That's a great shout. I just think maybe the Packers bring him back. That's my only yeah. concern there.
2: Yeah, no, same here. I, I don't know if – like, I think the Packers try to bring him back at all costs, but if he is cut loose or is or they're not – interested because of their their cap situation i think that's a cornerback solid veteran who could definitely um, improve this this past defense
0: waiting on you mr kennedy
3: i bet it i might be lagging all right so we brought in justin reed like just as like pat did uh i think i signed him for my i think he did uh 12 million a year we brought in Stephon Gilmore, two years, twenty-eight million. We brought in Tyler Conklin, just like Pat did as well. I think I paid him a little more than Pat. I think it was like three years, fifteen. And uh, we brought in a linebacker, more of a depth signing, because uh, I think we need a linebacker more than fans want to admit. I brought in Jayon Brown from the from the Titans. He's more of like a flyer, but it was your mind.
0: You guys are being pretty damn conservative right now with spending money. I gotta say, you guys know how much cap space we have this off season. The our
3: first, our two first round picks picks up like I think eleven million in
0: cap
1: alone. So great,
0: we can we can cut Connor McGovern and cover almost that whole charge there.
1: It's fair. It's a good point.
0: Hey so, man, we brought me and Lowe
1: brought in Amari Cooper who wants an
0: arm and a leg. So <laughs> and I'm giving him an arm and a leg. So I'll get I'll get <laughs> yeah. on into it. I have Amari Cooper here for four years, eighty million dollars bare minimum. And I think I would go up to 85. I think that is a guy that you overpay a guy that has a proven track record. Obviously we saw what he did with the Dallas Cowboys, helping Dak Prescott's development into a pretty average quarterback into that next top 10 tier ish quarterback. Uh, I would sign up for that right now for Zach Wilson. And he's still just 27 years old, still tons of football left ahead of him. You don't have to give up any draft picks. This is the guy if you're Joe Douglas. I think that if you just bring him in alone, you are already becoming a better football team no matter what you do this offseason. Obviously, there's more moves that they will be making, but this is the guy that will make this. You look at the other moves that they'll make, he will make it a good offseason into a home run team to the next level type of offseason that we've seen across the National Football League. So big on Amari Cooper. I think the Jets, uh, plus 350 according to Bet Online it's a possibility what our odds makers are telling us. So I'm going with him there Uh, at center, my replacement for Connor McGovern, Ryan Jensen from the Tampa Bay bucks. Apparently the jets have been interested in him. According to our good friends over at U stadium, that's the type of toughness they would like to bring to the interior of this offensive line. I'm all for it because we need kind of like that bully on the offensive line. The guy that, if the quarterback gets hit late, like Zach, Zach Wilson against the Patriots, uh, whatever week that was when we went there, you'd think Ryan Jensen's going to take that too kindly? Guys just throwing him around like he's a freaking ragdoll back there, hitting him below the legs when the play's over? rip their head off. There's gonna, be, I think against the Jets, he actually got thrown out of the game too for, for fighting uh-huh. because the Jets were hitting Brady. Yeah, so yes, that's the type of guy I want leading my offensive line. So I go. Gen- I-, I said here, three years, thirty-three million. I think that's rather fair. At corner, I'm going with Javarius Ward from the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that guy has a ton of good football left ahead of him. I went right. with four years, forty million. Might be a little bit of an overpay. Might be a little bit of an underpay. I'm not. A- I just think Amari Cooper's worth more than sixty-five million dollars. So I'm just. That's just what I think. But um, yeah, I'm not a math guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, but. Uh, four years, $40 million for uh, Tavares Ward. And then we go back to a guy that the Jets wanted very badly last offseason, Keanu Neal. I think that is the guy that they will I – th- I think a lot of fans need to temper the expectations with safeties. I don't see Douglas paying a ton of money for safeties. Neal, two years, $11 million. I think that's a fair deal for that guy. If you need to pay him a little bit more to be that hybrid safety linebacker in the solid Ulbrich defense that they didn't really have last year and they wanted Neal to be. I think that's the guy that they will go out. That might be our J- Jared Davis from last offseason. That's kind of like my bold prediction. First hour, I can see that. I can see that deal already being in the works with Keon O'Neill. And then just two death signings here. Obviously, we need a tight end. I went with uh, Ross Dwelly from the San Francisco 49ers. I thought that in the limited action that he got when George Kittle was hurt, he kind of impressed me a little bit. You saw that he would put up numbers for them. He knows the offense, obviously. He's not a bad blocker. Just a cheap deal, one-year, $3 million. Nothing too crazy, but better than Ryan Griffin. And then also a depth piece at wide receiver. Obviously, I had Braxton Berrios gone. I think we still need to add a receiver in the draft, which I'll get to. But a guy I like, and last year he kind of disappeared a little bit, Rashard Higgins on a cheap deal. It's everyone's thoughts there. I like yeah. it.
3: My, my one question about Amari Cooper is, why? late-round pick for him, and guarantee that that the Jets can get him.
0: No, listen, I'm I'm there with you too. I'm just assuming that he will be cut, if that makes sense. And I'm not yeah. sure what, what is Amari, and also you get Amari for more years too, if that makes sense. But if you're Dallas, also let, let, let's take a look here at Amari. Sure, he's f- owed like
1: twenty million if he gets traded. Yeah, I think it's he has three years. That's left. why I he was, was a
3: little confused per, with well, the uh,
0: a little bit of a rule here, right. though, is like. You know, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, it's tough to predict a trade. I kind of feel like he will be cut because maybe Dallas Mm -hmm. wants him – maybe Dallas wants to do right by him because that kind of would be doing right by him where he gets another contract and he can kind of pick where he wants to go because he has been a very good player for them. But I I, – and also it was reported that he would be cut, right? It wasn't like they'll try to trade him. If they can't trade him, they'll cut him. It was just they'll cut him. You know what I'm saying? But that's a great shout.
1: I'm pretty sure Schefter said that – he doesn't think anybody would uh, let up a draft pick for him because that uh, because he's owed $20 million if he gets on a team. But that's mm-hmm. what I don't get. If you're paying him $20 million a year anyway, why it, not throw a fifth rounder? It, it's yeah, more of – yeah, got yeah. it. I'm sorry. But no,
0: that's it. it it's, it's just more of a, like – that's what I would kind of pay him. I know I said that this is kind of what I think, but in terms of what I think his value is, that's kind of what I think his value is, is $20 million maybe he gets it maybe he doesn't on the open market but a team like us i think we have to pay 20 million dollars i don't think it, another team might have to pay 16 but i think 4 million dollars and if he wants to chase a big contract if he wants to go to the highest bidder i think we have to be that team to overwhelm him with, overwhelm him oh, i can't speak right now overwhelm him with an offer because we have such a need
1: yeah
0: you're right it's true so I, i'm pumped I really am. Next, I believe Monday is the legal tampering period. We will have a ton of coverage on the, the free agent period as a whole. Tons of news already in the NFL. We didn't even get started for that legal tampering period. I'm sure there's been no tampering before Monday. I'm, I'm just positive. With the combine last <laughs> week and all these big trades the week later. Sure, nothing was going on. No, nothing to see there, right, guys? Crazy. What a world do we live in. On to the draft. Let's, let's go with a round-by-round round basis. And let's start with, obviously, the fourth pick, and then we'll make our way over to the 10th pick. So with the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft of the year 2022, who are the New York Jets taking? Somebody tell me.
1: Kayvon
0: Thibodeau, Edge from Oregon.
2: I, I agree. I think we need another – uh, Thibodeau in New York, so he is my pick.
1: We do? Yeah, we need a good one. <laughs> we,
2: need a, we need a replacement.
3: <laughs> so far we are three for three. I went with KT as well. I mean, that'd be a dream scenario. I'm not buying all the me guy stuff, but I love it.
0: I don't think he's gonna be there at four.
2: Don't say that.
1: <laughs> well, I just cl- I just kept hitting restart until he was, so <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I, I I I think that – I still think that Jacksonville takes an offensive lineman, but would it shock me if they went with Hutchinson? No. But then you have Detroit. You know they're taking an edge rusher, which would probably be Thibodeau if Hutchinson's gone. And then if that doesn't happen, like let's say they go with a quarterback or Jacksonville ends up taking the offensive lineman, I think Houston isn't stupid enough to pass on this guy. You You hope that the hype – uh, around Walker from Georgia is real, but I just, I don't think he's going to be there for four men. I, I don't. It kind of reminds me a little bit. Remember the year when uh, Quinn Williams was coming out of college, everybody thought, well, man, maybe Bosa is going to be there with the third pick. And that was not yeah. happening. So I think the jets will ultimately end up with a guy that will help their offense. And you know me, I love helping offense and that's, Icky and Quano. the number one tackle across many boards, including Connor Rogers, who we all follow as Jets fans. And to me, that's an ideal situation right there. You play him at guard, and then when the inevitable injury to Makai Beckton happens, that's your left tackle. <laughs> all right? And I, I think, honestly, there's an open competition for left. And also, it's open competition. If they want to try him out at tackle and he wins a job, oh, he's absolutely playing left tackle. That That's not – it's not like he's automatically a guard from day one. If – McKay Beckton wins that left tackle position. You play in Kwanu at guard and then you play George Fan at right tackle. And I think that's a great situation right there. And that right there where with the plan I accumulated with Jensen coming over from the bucks. That's a solid offensive line, right? There. That that's one of the best offensive lines in the league right there with Beckton, AVT, Jensen, uh and, uh Inquanu at right guard and then George Fan.
2: I like your heads up.
1: Yeah, that's where that's where I'm going if KT's not there, but one can only dream.
0: I agree with you guys, though. Obviously, if, if Thibodeau's there, I'm taking him, but would you guys agree that is uh, our pick at four? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good pick. If, if KT's not there, that's a pick. Slash Evan Neal, if Jacksonville takes him or somebody else.
2: I think a lot of people are sleeping on Evan Neal, to be honest with you. I don't know why, but – I think he would be a, a for sure starter on this team for a long for a long time.
0: Oh, I agree. I just think he. I just kind of assumed that he would be gone. But if they're both there, is what you're saying? You would you would go with with Evan Neal or?
2: No, I would still go Econo. Iquan,
0: Wild card pick Sauce Gardner. I don't think we can necessarily rule him out yet at at four. Maybe yeah. he's available at if, ten, but
1: if everything goes wrong, I think that could be in play.
0: Yeah. I just don't see a world where everything goes wrong, where if everything goes wrong where the three guys that we mentioned would be top three picks, we're picking at four, okay, Aiden Hutchinson's there at four. So what's necessarily going wrong? It's it's a very win-win no, situation for the Jets.
1: Uh, I'm Hutchinson, and Thibodeau as top
0: three. Yeah, then you take Aiden Hutchinson at four. I said Hutchinson at uh at two. Okay, then you yeah, take Neil. available. Neil, Neil, yeah, Neil, yeah, Neil yeah. is what I'm saying. So I don't think there's necessarily a losing proposition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Whereas five might be a disaster. Five would be a disaster. Shout out to our neighbors over at Big Blue, <laughs> and they're two dollars. Their names feel, <laughs> feel really. I really do feel bad. At number ten, who's the pick?
1: Well, uh, we were just talking about him, but I have a mod Sauce Gardner, cornerback from Cincinnati.
2: I I don't think Sauce gets to ten. Um, therefore, I'm taking Kyle Hamilton at ten. I think he's gonna fall.
3: Wow, spicy! I, I, I do have like thoughts. that. I have thoughts. I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> so so in my mock off uh, we need a wide receiver. So I'm gonna go with Gary Wilson out of Ohio State. I know, uh. We love Burks here, but I'm going to see if we're picking Garrett Wilson.
0: I'm not loving Burks too much at the moment. so Yeah, me either. The stock is Wilson down. Wilson is taking <laughs> over the wide receiver one spot for me. We, we might be getting Burks at pick 35 at this rate if, if <laughs> things continue. He's not running the 40 at the pro day. Yeah. Gonna, yikes. Yikes. Did not hear that. All right, so we have a nice little variety here. It's not a consensus pick to me. Uh, This is another guy I'm not sure if he's going to be there, but to me, if you start off the draft with Icky, Jermaine Johnson at 10 is a home run. A home run, 4-3, day one starter, already with the elite quickness, elite get off, great burst, nice bend. That's what you want in an edge rusher. And Jermaine Johnson right away is our other defensive end on the other side of Carl Lawson. you You go into the next season with the defensive line of Lawson, Quinn and Williams, I think – oh, by the way, uh, Fadikoski's gone. It, we're not bringing yeah, him back. Yeah, yeah. So Sheldon Rankins and then Jermaine Johnson with John Franklin Myers as well. Wow, that's it. That's that's a front right there. And that makes the blow of not getting Kayvon Thibodeau at four a little bit softened, if that makes sense, if they can go Jermaine Johnson. And also, by the way, I like the other kid from Michigan, David Ajabo had a nice showing at the Combine. I also think he's in play at 10. One of those guys will be there. And if they go with an offensive line, knowing this regime and this front office, they're going with the trenches in the first round in the top ten.
2: I like it. I like it a lot.
0: But I just kind of wanted to backtrack a little bit on the uh, the Kyle Hamilton take because we need to discuss this. <laughs> <laughs> Get up, Ex- explain, explain why.
2: Well, we have an edge rusher in, tib- in my mock. I think Kyle Hamilton is a really good football player. Probably not taking him at four, but he fulfills a need um, and he can play all around the field. And I think in my in my um, in my draft, uh, Garrett Wilson was gone, uh, Jermaine Johnson was gone, and somebody else was gone as well. Sauce Gardner, up. yeah, Sauce Gardner was gone as well. So that's where I went, Kyle Hamilton. I thought he was the best player available. Um, I also think a trade back here would probably be my preferred option if we're being honest. Um, but if we're, if we're keeping the pick, I'm going best player available and Kyle Hamilton.
0: I think a trade back is looking less likely by the day with all these quarterback moves other than maybe the Steelers. I don't That's see up. much uh, I, because now you have Washington. Because teams wanted to trade up to jump Washington and Denver, and unfortunately for the Jets, those two teams addressed their quarterback issue. One team did. The other one, I don't don't know what they're doing. But um, (laughs) the Colts also don't have a first-round pick, so that kind of hurts as well. So I'm looking at it from that perspective that a trade back probably isn't likely, in my opinion. So staying at 10 is probably going to be the most likely outcome. If that scenario emerges that you brought up, (sighs) Hamilton, look, I wouldn't say uh, this team has no idea what they're doing if they took him at 10, but it would be underwhelming, man really would be if we traded a safety and we're using and we're using the pick that we traded a safety for on another safety I get it supposedly a generational talent I get all that but how about we take another generational talent at that point with Tyler Linderbaum if we start off the draft with with Kayvon Thibodeau like you said how about that And, and beefing up that offensive line and how about after the draft we cut Connor McGovern and replace him with Kayvon Thibodeau uh excuse me uh Tyler Linderbaum at that point
2: I think I think you could trade back I think what the Steelers have maybe picked 20, if I I remember correctly. I think you could trade back and get Tyler Linderbaum at 20, for being
0: honest. I think he's not getting past the Ravens at 14. I honestly think he might be gone before. I think the Giants at seven makes sense.
2: We we will see. But I, I agree. I think, I mean, for me, like, I don't necessarily prefer Kyle Hamilton, but if I'm going best player available, I'd rather take him than. a a a trail on burks or or someone who i'm not necessarily sure on i mean granted the position isn't a premier position but if this is how the the draft falls out that's who i'm taking
0: let's ask the group hamilton or linderbaum which one would you prefer linderbaum uh linderbaum i I just i can't i safety
2: even even if you even if you you sign uh, uh jensen
0: okay yes no I'm going based off your scenario though that that's what I was going based off of my you see what I'm saying here yeah great but I that's crazy though I would honestly go with Jabo, too over over uh but you're already taking a pass rush, so yeah. it, it, it's a case- by-case basis yeah. you know what I'm saying but no I also think Hamilton might make it to ten I'm starting to think that and yeah, <laughs> Scary business, but <laughs> but we're on to the second round where I am going to start this one off here because we're on the subject. I'm going with the safety myself with my with my 35th pick. I'm going with Jaquan Brisker at a Penn State who
1: yes. at
0: pick 35 is a lot better than pick 10 for a safety, and this is a true. I get, I'm get. i not knocking Kyle Hamilton. I'm not saying he's better than Kyle Hamilton. I'm putting that out there. But he's what we kind of need, that true ball-hawking safety to something that we haven't really had around here. We kind of had two safeties in Marcus May and Jamal Adams kind of played the same position almost, where this guy is a true play center field. You see full, full quarterbacks. You're, you're picking off deep passes, and you actually intercept the football. Imagine that. We have a guy that intercepts the football, and that's what Brisker is. And this guy is a borderline first-round talent, in my opinion, and if we can get him in the second round, Absolutely, fire me up. That that right there is good value for a safety.
2: I like that pick a lot for your for your all. I I went with Trey McBride um, out of Colorado State. Um, definitely think we need a tight end here. Um, honestly, I think even you can even get him at pick. Um, I pick thirty eight, but I'm going to take
0: him at thirty five. Spoiler alert! That's what I have. And me too. You have Trey McBride at thirty five or thirty eight? Thirty eight. What about 35? Uh,
1: At 35, I took another guy from Penn State that kind of slipped me here with uh, Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver. Um, I think he's a first-round talent. I know Joe Douglas said he wanted to kind of overload that wide receiver room. If you got Amari Cooper, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, and Jahan Dotson as your top four wide receivers, I would sign up for that any day.
0: Sean, uh, uh, Sean, you go, and then we got to get back to that one.
3: I went with our fan favorite, McBride at 35. Didn't want to play any games and wait until our second uh, the second round pick, so I went ahead and snagged him.
0: That's a great idea. Probably would be smarter in the grand scheme of things, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I personally there, – I've seen a lot of reports that somebody wouldn't – McBride's kind of falling a little. Not saying falling, but there's people out there. He is not the unanimous number one tight end on boards. The kid from Coastal Carolina is gaining a lot of traction and the kid from UCLA
1: likely yeah i say like
0: so that's kind of where my head was at with that but it probably would be smarter not to waste any time but on to Jahan Dotson if here's him. here's why i kind of disagree is if you're paying a wide receiver 80 million well what i think will probably be it between 60 to 80 million dollars let's call it with all the other needs on the team For once in my life, I will say it, receiver is not necessarily a glaring need. I still think you can bring in other receivers in this draft where you don't need to spend the top of the second round on a receiver. And I love Jahan Dotson. I've said it for a long time. I think he is a first-round talent as well. No knocking the player there. I think he's special. But we also have a guy like that in Elijah Moore already on the roster, which is kind of a little bit of a turnoff when we're talking about him. And you look, we have glaring needs all over the place. Safety, linebacker, obviously corner. I just think that a receiver is not necessary at this point in the draft. What do you guys think?
2: It's it's crazy. I almost had the same exact draft as Pat and I thought the same thing I said if we're paying Cooper 20 million, we're probably not drafting another a fourth wide receiver in the second round. If but do 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 love the player hometown kid, so definitely not knocking him.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't think um, I would hate it he's a guy that I think should be going in the first round. So when I even just saw his name up there it was like I could What what if they bring down.
0: back Braxton Barrios? They still drafting a wide receiver in the second round?
1: Um probably together, not. I'm going
0: to go no. Yeah, I would say no. Um
2: well we probably do if we don't sign Amari Cooper. Like if yeah. we sign Braxton Barrios. But oh. then again, I would probably take a wide receiver at 10 if
0: if I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> We're taking one at 10 if we don't bring in Amari Cooper. Or DK Metcalf, for that matter. Give it to me.
1: Bring me DK. <laughs> all
0: right, so at 38, Pat and I have Trey McBride. We all love him. Sean, yeah. who do you got?
3: I went with Zion Johnson, guard slash center. I know uh, Joe Douglas had him taking some snaps from the center at the Senior Bowl, so I think that would be a nice pick. nice a versatile pick that uh, fits what we're trying to do here.
2: I like that pick a lot. Um, I don't know if he falls to the second round. That's why I didn't even include him in my in my draft. But I do like that pick a lot. For me, I, I, I chose uh, Chad Muma, linebacker from Wyoming. Um, I definitely think we need a line back, another um, kind of like off the ball linebacker, someone who can play from sideline to sideline, and he's pretty explosive. So um, that's who I went with.
0: I would be ecstatic if Zion Johnson is there yeah. at that pick. But
1: I think I would take him at 35 though, because aren't the Bengals in between us at 35 and 38? I think that could be in play yep. for them. So,
0: yep, point. I love that. Guy. I love that player, especially at the senior bowl. Oof, he was He's pancaking awesome. dudes left and right, and that would really fit into the offensive line and their mentality. It would bring that toughness that we've been looking for. So, that, I think that's a great shout there. Muma, a little high, I would say, sir.
2: Uh, I, I've seen I've seen him him linked to the Patriots in the second round, so I, I a little think bit he, later I, though. Uh, well, yeah, probably. Wait, I think.
0: Uh, yeah, Trey McBride yeah. might even be a reach, but <laughs> we know our tight ends.
2: <laughs> I mean, we Please, could always run it back with uh, Ricky. We can we can bring in Ricky Seals Jones just
0: for No. <laughs> I know I know I'm I know he's gonna be hitting my line later and be like Ross Dwelly, oh. Huh, huh, but <laughs> I would still rather have Ross Dwelly than uh, Ricky Seals Jones. At least we know we I think there's untapped potential in, in Dwelly being George Kittle's backup and he knows the offense. There's like a little bit of thinking there as opposed to Ricky Seals Jones, like No.
1: I'd probably take ten tight ends over Ricky Seals Jones
0: in free agency, at least. Including Ross Dwelly, yeah. <laughs> He's gonna Take sign that with one, Kaywood. He's gonna sign with the Jets, and we're all gonna laugh. <laughs> no. I'm gonna jump off a bridge. <laughs> I almost, I'm almost tempted to say to him that if they sign with the Jets, I might get him the jersey. You have
2: to. I, I think that's just get, a,
0: just get a DH gate one.
2: The 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah,
0: I might I I might have you to can't figure an actual I, money on a real one. I might have to send him a uh it is his birthday today too at the time of recording. So, shout, happy birthday, Kaywood, but Happy birthday, Kaywood. Maybe as like a, a happy birthday, John. Um <laughs> maybe Name as John. like a uh, when's like the next holiday coming up here. Maybe a nice little April Fools gift for him. We'll get him a Ricky <laughs> Seals jump. We'll, we'll we'll think about that one. All right. <clears throat> Pick 69. Nah, lovely. I knew somebody was going to say something. <laughs> um, what's that? Like the fourth pick in the third round. Who's everyone's pick? Uh, I had – Go ahead, Pat. Pat's always it. jumping to go first. I, know your role around here. Oh,
1: come on. It's always <laughs> go different.
0: Go first. I go. had
1: uh, Darren Kennard, interior lineman from Kentucky. I, he's could be listed as a tackle, but I think he's going to play guard, and I would have him. Slated as a right guard, or competing for that spot with LDT.
2: I like that, um, I went with Alec Pierce, wide receiver from Cincinnati. I think this is your your Braxton Burials replacement. Pretty good size, can play the slot, um, speedster. Um, ran a pretty good forty, so I, that that that's a guy I like.
3: Yeah, I took a I took a linebacker from I think it was Cincinnati but I lost his name because I lost my record. Beavers? But
0: yes, yes. That rings Beavers. the bell. Definitely. That, that was a name I was considering as well. I took a replacement as well for Braxton Berrios here, and I think this, is, this guy would take the offense to new heights. I think, honestly, this might be a little bit low or hot. Uh, yeah, I would say low. I think he'll be climbing up draft boards. I'm going with Calvin Austin from Memphis, wide receiver. We you want to talk about speed? Nice. We with the with, this was the guy right that they were talking about might have been breaking John Ross's record. At the time, I, I, I know so. he ran him. What bump. did he? What did he run like four three? Something something absurd, but I think it was like four three one. This is a guy right here. You find ways to give him the ball. You find whether it be a handoff and end around, another trick play, and also he's a pretty solid wide receiver as well. Obviously, he's not ready to start, but he's that gadget player from day one where he could evolve to be a starting player. Corey Davis will not be on this football team next year unless some miracle happens, which I don't foresee happening. I wish he wasn't on the team anyway for this upcoming season, but we're stuck with him. Davis will be gone. You can move Elijah Moore to the outside, and then you can move this kid to the slot. You can honestly move this kid outside if he runs that fast. This is a guy that, I could see. Joe Douglas wants that game-breaking speed. Guess what? This kid for sure has that.
2: also pretty sure Sauce Gardner said that, like, he was one of the hardest wide receivers. Yeah, he, yeah. he, had he did. So. I
0: mean, I-, I could see why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see why. This kid will be on my Madden team next season. He's 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 in the ranks. Pat, Pat knows all. I love the guys that can run. Yeah,
1: yeah you still take Henry Ruggs, so <laughs>
0: – <laughs> I, I, I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. But yeah. I'm going with Calvin. That just doesn't that just sound like a good receiver. Calvin yeah. Austin. That's a receiver name. That's a receiver it's, name for it's, sure. It's a, it's a receiver name. Thank you. That that that's a great way to put it. Um all right, another pick. Pick 109. It's kind of like crap shooting here. We can kind of just go rapid fire.
2: Oh, I went Jeremy Rucker, tight end.
0: Oh, well, we love the Long yeah. Island guys.
1: I went with uh, Brandon Smith, linebacker from Penn State. He's been slipping a little bit. I was surprised to see him there, honestly. I'll go Man. with Algier, running back from BYU. You know, I
3: held off on signing uh, Ronnie Jones. Just to, you know, stop. I was going to say that me, to stop the laughs at me, but we'll, we'll go with Algier. You know, a nice, nice powerful back.
0: That's a popular name. That is definitely a popular name. I agreed with somebody here with their pick. Does anyone want to guess who it is? Me. I think it's Pat. It is Pat. You guys know – ta- I've talked about Brandon Smith before cool. from Penn State. Kind of that that, that yeah. role that we've been looking for, right? He's kind of like a better Hamza or a Sherwood, where he's kind of that hybrid defensive back, linebacker, can play off the ball on nickel packages. There you go. That is your guy that the defense is lacking, kind of what we're signing Keanu Neal to be in my mock-off season, but guess what? It's about a one- or two-year deal we'll be signing him to. You bring this kid in a year, he kind of gets his feet wet in the NFL, give him a, a situational role, that's a starter for next year and then years beyond. This is what good teams do. They don't bring kids in on day three to start right away. They bring them in, they develop them, and then you supplement your roster in free agency, and hopefully we are on the track of becoming one of those good teams. So great shout there, Pat.
1: Yeah, and I mean, he ran like a four-five, and he had basically a 40-inch vert in the combine. So, that's a freak athlete right there at that size. He's like 6'3". We're
0: soccer's for athletes. Yeah. <laughs> 115, real quick.
2: I went uh, James Cook, running back, Georgia.
0: Wow, that, that hits the strings. I love that guy. I went with uh, one of my new draft
1: crushes, uh, Damian Pierce, running back from Florida.
3: Ooh. Yeah, this is where I'm out to have picks, but I would, I would like to see uh them to take a shot on the safety, maybe some interior line with these late picks.
0: I went with Damian Pierce, too. Let's go. I I do love pick. James Cook. Here, I, I do love James Cook. Honestly, if you, if you really put me on the clock and I had to turn in the card, I think I would pick James Cook because I love the receiving backs. I'm a sucker for that, but – Damian Pierce is like a runaway freight train. And to be honest with you, I have a little bit of a PTSD thing with running backs out of Florida. The last one uh, players in general from Florida necessarily don't work for us for whatever reason. <laughs> so yeah, man, this, this kid right here is a runaway freight train. And I think from right from day one, this is a guy that we can kind of plug in to have a role, not necessarily the future back role, but that's not what we're looking for a little bit limited in the passing game, but that's okay. Michael Carter is really good in the pass game, which, for whatever reason, last year we didn't necessarily seem to use on passing downs. We went with Ty Johnson. Uh, why? We don't know. Uh, did, you need to send Ty Johnson to the sun. Yeah, seriously, seriously, get rid of him. It's just, I, I don't want to see him anymore, especially not on third downs. But yeah, definitely not. Yeah, most certainly not. Um, does anybody have any other sleeper prospects they would like to discuss on day three?
1: Bo Melton wide receiver from Rutgers. He ran, he'll be a, like a, he'll four be a Patriot. three two. <laughs> I think he ran a four three two. Yeah. He probably will be with our luck, but he's, a, he can fly. So it's just one of those guys where you take, take a shot on the speed. See if it works out.
0: Hello, Sean, any, any other sleepers? None for me.
2: Um, but I definitely think, like, day three, definitely need a running back. Definitely, probably, we'll, we'll get a safety and a linebacker. So, these are these are all important picks, but no no sleepers for me.
0: In my mock – Yeah, definitely. Uh, just, oh, I'm sorry, Those two positions right there, for sure. In, in, in my mock offseason, I went with two tight ends in the draft, McBride, and this guy right here, Cole Turner, tight end out of Nevada. Another guy that's a pretty sound blocker, developing still as a wide receiver. Day three of the draft, I think the Jets need to come away from this draft with two tight ends, no questions asked.
1: Another guy I always liked is uh, Charlie Kohler. Uh, but, I mean, he didn't, he had a little bit of a rough time in the uh, Senior Bowl. I know some blocking drills, he kind of struggled, got knocked around a little bit. But I think his receiving upside at that size, he's such long arms. He's such a red zone threat that I think – it's worth a shot if, if he really slips to, like, the fifth or sixth round.
0: I do like Algier, though. I think there's some real smoke behind that one. I think the Jets will come away from this draft with – I kind of called it last year with Michael Carter. That was my guy. I haven't made my, my formal ranks yet, but um, I I think the Jets will come away from this draft with either Algier or, or Damian, Damon Pierce. Like, that is – I would love James Cook. I am, listen. I love James Cook, especially. We all know there's someone here that loves the blue, but we all know, we all know the the wheel wheel routes, (laughs) the wheel routes all day against Michigan broke
1: my heart. But he's nice though. He's he's good. He he's just a little. I mean, it's a little too similar to Michael Carter for me because he's just a little bit smaller. But I mean, I think he's such a good player that I wouldn't even. Care if, say, like a Damian Pierce wasn't there, who I think would be a better compliment, but
0: yeah, he's a good player. Another good running back. I also like George's other running back, Jameer White. Yeah, I know you liked him last year and then he went back to school. Didn't do much to improve the draft stock either.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, well
0: he, he, James Cook playing behind him, too. But did, another popular name that I see is that kid Hall from Iowa State it might be a little bit earlier in the draft.
1: Yeah, I heard some weird things about him. I heard his vision is like no good. Like I heard well, he just doesn't find the holes. He just kind of has that home run speed and relies on it a little too heavily. But
0: yeah, I know someone else know. like I that. I gotta
1: watch more of him, honestly. But uh, Ty Johnson, and Ronald Jones. I forgot about <laughs> Ronnie. Don't don't talk yeah, about Ronnie cool. like that around I'm here. Make this, the Spider Man meme with uh, Ty Johnson and Ronald Jones <laughs> Dude. pointing at each other. And they're both
0: horrible receivers too. Yep, brick hands. Ty. Yeah. That's that's Ronnie Bones Jones to you. <laughs> Ty Johnson. Yes, we 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 no, we're we're done with him. We need a running back on day three. We got all that. Do we have any uh, closing remarks? Maybe let, before we wrap up here, how about a bold prediction? Let's go around the panel here. One bold prediction. I don't care what it is. I don't care how dumb it is, unless it's Ricky Seals Jones. I, I want to hear one. <laughs>
2: I'll go first um, I think we Draft one BYU player This year Fair
0: It
1: okay.
0: hmm. might bring Milne cool. to, to Training camp honestly If he gets shakes loose I definitely would not mind that um, Hey, Calm down
1: Oh Come on Sean, you got one? I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking here of a bold prediction for Scooter. Ricky Seals-Jones. <laughs>
3: don't think about but, it, Pat. I'm going to say Joe Douglas takes no risk and sends a fifth-round pick for Amari Cooper.
0: I would really be so happy, man. Yeah. I, I, would, have such a, I would have I like such a great day of working if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really hope that happens. Yeah, that's a that's a bold one. Rather than signing him, that would just, yes. Yeah. I like that. My bold prediction is I don't think that the Jets are going to be as aggressive early on, again, in free agency. I just think that it will be a lot like last year where we kind of need to see how the market plays out. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed, a lot of the guys that I mentioned are not necessarily the guys that people are, are running out right away. kind of might be like a day two of free agency type of thing. Like Jansen, I don't see him signing the first day. Traverius Ward, that's another guy where he kind of needs to see what J.C. Jackson does. Gilmore, all other guys like that. I just think that they will be signing more of those Value deals, although Amari Cooper does change things, that is a little bit different. But I also think Amari. We saw this last year. Galladay wasn't signing the first day of free agency. Juju wasn't. So the wide receivers are a little bit tricky. Whereas you know, there's other guys like J.C. Jackson will get a big contract. Obviously, Harold Harold Landry just signed, but that's another guy right away. Uh, Armstead from the Saints is due for a new contract. I think that's a guy that will get done early on. So. I don't think we will be signing those guys. I think it will be a lot more of what we did last year. And I thought what we did last year was good for the most part. I, I can't complain. I thought we had a decent enough free agency period last year. It wasn't the re- reason why we were bad. It's just it was a young team.
2: And all the guys we signed got hurt.
0: I, I don't blame Lawson on him. That is that – is, I'm not going to do that. I think Corey Davis I liked at the time. I'm not even going to get on him for that. I would have just preferred being able to cut him after a year, but we got to let bygones be bygones at this point. I think he bounces back. I don't. He's
2: not a number one anymore. so
0: Hopefully he's a number three or four. There, My bold prediction. I got it. There we go. The Jets winning winning over eight games. They that's play game. They play games between now and then the draft. No, <laughs> that's all I can think of. So <laughs> take it early. Yeah. There you go. I, I, love I it. will. I'll I love make it. an I'll make another one. I think Kaywood's one of Kaywood's predictions will come true. I, I think not. so. <laughs> yeah, right. maybe DJ Chark will be coming to the Jets. Who knows? DJ Chark. We'll, we got to bring him back.
2: I, I need it. I need it. We, we might need not him back. Free agents. Let's
1: do it. <laughs>
0: We we might we might we, we might need to get him back for a reaction on how we
1: did. Need but, it. I wanna hear his. Just just have him come on and do his own mock <laughs> offseason season the entire thing.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll be t- it's it's the man's birthday today, all right. Well, we'll you know. We'll, I said happy we'll, we'll, birthday. We will talk to John <laughs> and John John will be spoken to and uh maybe a reaction next week for the people. We'll see. Maybe I'll talk, I'll talk to the, the executives and we'll say, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe he'll fit our budget. Maybe. <laughs> all right, boys, that'll do it for tonight. And everybody else will be back next week, breaking down all the free agency. Obviously the jets, hopefully will be active next week. And then we got the NFL draft as always. It is the jets way podcast, Jake, Sean, and Lorenzo. Leave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts. It definitely helps out the show. Bye-bye.